News Talk Breakfast with Kira Kelly and Shane Coleman. In association with AIR on News Talk. Now, the Keep Water public campaign have called for a referendum on water services this November and the government have agreed as part of their manifesto for government that they will have such a referendum. But is it necessary? I'm joined now by Karen O'Loughlin, divisional organiser for SIP2 and by Barry Ward, Finnegal Senator and criminal barrister. Good morning to you both. Um, Barry, I might come to you first of all. The government say they're going to have this referendum, but why? I don't really know. I think it's to assuage certain people's fears, but I don't think those fears are justified. I think there are two really good reasons why we don't need a referendum. The first is just the law of unintended consequences. Whenever you change the constitution, there's a danger that you do something or have some consequence that you didn't realise was going to happen. But the other reason is that there is not a single political individual, entity, party, group advocating to privatise water infrastructure. In fact, it's, it's specifically against government policy. And so I just don't think the referendum is necessary because uh, I don't think anybody wants to privatise water. Karen, do you agree? No, I don't. Um, I think the fears are entirely justified. When you look at um, around, if you look around the world, even look at our neighbours in the UK who over time have privatised almost everything, uh, I think there is a real danger. I mean, the, the current government might say we have no intention, but we don't know about the next government or the government after that. Uh, you, you can't predict how governments will act um, in the future. Um, back, We've been advocating for this referendum for years. Back as far as 2016, we had, we contacted all uh, TDs and councillors around the country to try to get support for to ensure that water wouldn't be privatised. And I was just checking that that um, list be you know just in before I came on the show here, um, and there isn't one there wasn't one Fine Gael TD or councillor put their name to that list. So that gives me cause for concern, and our, our members are very concerned. But in general, there's a real desire um, amongst the public to ensure that water is, is never is there, for Karen, profit. I have never heard anybody actually other than politicians or, or representatives of, 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 of various groups ever talk about, about, about the fear of water privatisation. I've never heard a single non-politically aligned person mention it ever. Well, I would say now that if you took a walk down the street and you randomly asked people, do you think that the, the um, that water in Ireland should be um, provided by a private company for profit or should be controlled by the people of Ireland and by the state? I think you know what the answer is. Nobody a, wants water for profit. I, I suggest that's quite a loaded question, but let me bring you back in, Barry. Um, what about that point that, that Karen makes? Maybe you don't want to privatise water now currently in your current government, but what about the next government? Yeah, I don't know who Karen thinks elects governments, but it's the people of Ireland and governments reflect the views of the people who elect them. Nobody wants to privatise water, so no government is going to want to privatise water. Even if you have a few individuals who might want it, and no such individuals exist as far as I know, that doesn't mean it's going to become government policy. But I do think this is part of a wider destructive narrative that government somehow is going to act against the interests of the people. And that is not what happens. Referring to the UK is not helpful either, because one of the mistakes we do not want to follow is that of the UK privatisation, particularly of networks. And we see that in relation to their rail network, their water network. That is not policy in Ireland. It's not the policy of any party. Nobody wants that to happen. And we can learn from the British mistakes in that regard. Um, so we, we are very much in favour all of us in Ireland, and I'm not speaking on behalf of Fine Gael, as far as I know, I'm speaking on behalf of every political party, we are not in favour of privatising, particularly networks. Karen, what about that, that governments reflect the people and if the people don't want it, the government won't want it either, so there's no problem that's here. Just, that's just so 
not the case, absolutely. And all you have to do is look at housing. Government have absolutely not acted in the, the best interest of people in this country in relation to housing. They have not. Governments do whatever they do to pursue their own political ideology at any point in time. And there is nobody, absolutely nobody will convince me that whatever the government of the, of the day right now want to do, that that cannot be overturned in the future by some other government. Sorry? It, it can be overturned in the future, as can a constitutional referendum. But if nobody wants to overturn it, it's not going to be overturned. And I totally disagree with what Karen has said. So where is the harm? Yeah. Well, the harm is in the possible unintended consequences. The harm is in the cost of running a referendum. The harm is in the risk that might come from it that you haven't even foreseen, Karen. But I totally disagree with what you said. There's a referendum running anyway. There's a referendum running anyway. Let's let's throw in five or six more. Why don't we? Like because we don't know what's going to be the outcome. That's just facetious. But you see, I I think what you're saying is what are the risks? Hang on a second, Karen. Karen, but we don't know because every time you change the constitution, there are unintended consequences. When you draft an amendment to the constitution, we don't know how that's going to be interpreted by the courts. We don't know how. That's, that's going to have we've never effect. changed. We've never changed. No, the because sometimes it is case. important to change the constitution, as we did with repealing the eighth, as we did with introducing marriage equality. Yes. There are important changes and, that and merit the no risk reason, that's involved. The no difference here, Karen, is the difference here, Karen, is that there is no need to change the, the constitution in respect of water because everybody is on the same page on this. Everybody agrees, and the government is going to in, act in um, accordance with the wishes in of the, the moment. People. So, what you're really saying in a nutshell, is we don't need to privatise water because you can trust the government. That's what you're saying. Well, you say, you say, Karen, he's saying that the, the, the people are elected by, the government is elected by the people, the people don't want it. What about the idea, you're saying, well, it, it might change in the future. But what if the people themselves want it to change in the future and, and, and the government are only reflecting that? What, what, what of that? I think that, that it'd be highly unlikely that the majority of the people of Ireland would decide that water should be delivered for profit. And again, I'll say, look at what's exactly happening point, with housing. Sarah. Look at what's happening with housing, right? That is what is happening with housing is not in the best interest of the citizens of this country. It's just not. So there, there is no way that we can predict what will happen with water in the future. So where is the harm in ensuring that it stays in public ownership? What about that? Referendum. Uh, people are unhappy. Risks can be identified. People are unhappy with housing. They don't want water to go the same way. Well, first of all, um, the government consistently acts in the interest of the people. Karen may not accept that, and that's fine. But this notion that you can't trust the government—if you look at any of the international metrics done by independent organisations—Ireland scores in the top ten countries in the world for lack of corruption, democratisation, freedom of expression, all of those things. So, this notion that you can't trust the government—what's the basis for that? In actual fact, all of the evidence suggests you can't trust. Karen, the government. Last word to you, what's the basis for thinking you mightn't trust the government? They have an electoral mandate. Uh, Look at housing. I'll say that to you again. Look at housing. All right. We'll have, to, we'll have to leave it there this morning. Thank you both very much for speaking to me. That is Barry Ward, Fine Gael Senator and Criminal Barrister and Karen O'Loughlin, Divisional Organiser for SIP2 for the Public Administration and Community. News Talk Breakfast with Kira Kelly and Shane Coleman. In association with AIR. Weekday mornings at 7 on News Talk.